All right, friends, welcome to Life in Commune. This podcast is, as always, brought to you by Commune Yoga Studio, the one in person in Seattle and your online studio. If you are part of the crew, welcome. We are always stoked to be here and chat all things yoga and life and wellness and yeah, pretty much all the things. I think like everything is on the table. Patrick and I often talk about Star Wars half the time, so hopefully you're down for that. Today, I have someone here, a very special guest, someone that you all know and love. Um, Shelby's on the podcast with us today. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing? So I think this is the first time Shelby's been on the podcast in a while. It's been a a hot second. It's been a minute. And what we're talking about today is the theme of the month of May, this big overarching concept of spring cleaning. And I think, you know, as we've dove into this month and this focus, I think it's fair to say that it's a theme, not a focus, because spring cleaning means something different to everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that I think we all have a sense of the idea of spring cleaning or that urge, that sense to like renew the with April showers brings May flowers. Yes, all that jazz. Like we all have that even from the sense of when you're little, but I do think it takes on a different meaning as a grown ass person Mm -hmm. and how you decide to just organize your life, how you decide to make sense of the rituals, the habits, your time on the mat, what you do with your body. And like really a lot of spring cleaning, I think can feel like how do you regulate your system? How do you acclimate yourself to just the transitions that are never ending in front of you. Mm-hmm. So today I am really excited that we have Shelby here because Shelby is one of those teachers and sequencers that everyone is always just a little bit curious to get a peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. I feel like oftentimes <laughs> students are like, Shelby, that was so creative and they want to know more. Yeah. And you are not necessarily tight-lipped as much as like, you have a process. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do, I do. And so uh, today I wanted to start with overall, like how did you intuit the concept of spring cleaning when you were coming up with your classes this month what does it mean to you personally and then you know as a teacher as a student how does it show up for you on the mat um i think spring cleaning uh is it's a unique concept in itself um but it really brings me back to my rituals always um especially because it's entering a new season a new transition of life and technically like we were kind of talking about earlier it's kind of this new year. It's the new start to the actual the new year um, beyond actually the new year that did happen back in January. Um, And so it's a time to kind of just recheck in with the seeds maybe that you have planted from the prior year and how they are maybe flourishing now or maybe not. Um, And just to see where you are in your process. So for me, as when it came to planning these classes, I thought about spring cleaning as almost like sweeping out the dust. So there's parts in maybe your body that you need to just kind of move the energy around. So I think the first class that we um, are doing here together was a lot of grounding. So because of all of the energy that comes with spring cleaning, that can be super energetic. And if that energy comes in a way that feels almost like restless or anxious or living in the heart, sometimes you got to do something else with it to make it more productive. So for me, the first class was let's come into some slow paced grounding uh, so we can find our footing into our hips, into our body, and to really feel good in our intention with ourself. Um, And then as we kind of progress, the next class kind of moves into more sweeping transitions. So rinsing all the energy out. It's more high energy, more pace, more cadence. We kind of 
We move in a mandala style class, so we really circulate the energy um, that's maybe rushing through your body. And particularly for me, I think in that moment of the time of the creation, I was feeling a bit anxious. (laughs) (laughs) Real talk. Real talk. I was feeling like, oh my God, there is so much energy fluttering around and what do I do with it? And so oftentimes for me, I move my body. And if you know anything about me, I move in very unconventional ways. I slip and slide and move and glide um, all over the floor, all over the place. I mean, there's really no rhyme or reason in those moments particularly. But as I put it into a framework, my goal and the intention was to kind of get you out of your head, get out of your own way, get in your body, find your breath, feel a sense of connection to just move all of this energy through your system. And so that's kind of the intention on how that one went. We do like rinsing chairs and we really just find the breath and how the breath connect, connects to your movement and how you, you know, move your body around the mat in uh, a whole circular way. So you're just really trying to circulate everything. Now, I think the last one, we tied it together with, um, what did the last one that I do? do you we did a bunch of backbends. Oh, yes, backbending. A lot of backbends. Yes, backbending. So the backbending was, oh, that's the tough one, right? It's clearing out this heart space. So lots of times you'll start to feel things in your heart space. And so what does that mean to kind of get to that chakra there? You're like, what does my heart feel like? Where am I intention? What do I want to do with this new year, this new season? How do I want to shift maybe the trajectory of the year? And so oftentimes it's that inventory check-in of like, where is your heart? Where are you sitting? And it's kind of like trying to nick back into that childlike sensation a little bit. You kind of nip in. We're on airy season ultimately. So that is like the child of the zodiac. So we're getting to that like raw image of yourself. Yeah. And sometimes that's your heart. And so and it's, sometimes a it's a scary place. Oh, it's a super scary place. <laughs> Where you're like, I'd actually rather not. Yeah. So I don't if we really could not go, go there. there, like that's that breakthrough part that I think in yoga, we always call it heart openers as like yeah. an alternative to back bends. But the idea of a heart opener is like physically difficult because it's mm-hmm. challenging to create space in the thoracic okay. spine and that move. But I also think it's so emotionally and almost like in a way that you don't always know what's going on. Yeah. Like people are like, I hate heart openers. I hate back <laughs> yeah. but they have no clue why. They just know yeah. that whatever that is, they're like, not going there. Not doing it. Not, not interested. It. No, thank you. Yeah, no, thanks. And um, I think that in this last class, because the way you crafted it was very circular still, like mm-hmm. a little pull from the class before, and that idea of circle camel and side to side, mm-hmm. I do think is a nice way to coax it out of people. Sure. Yeah. Without just like straight up go for yeah. it, right Let's into the bath. take it in. Like, yeah. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Let me just yeah. crack wide open. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like that Sailor Moon, like beam it's of light. Exactly. Little Harvey, I need her in my little inkling. My little, my little childlike gal. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're like, let yeah. her out. Yeah, let her out. But Absolutely. It is. It's, it takes getting vulnerable with yourself. It's really taking a clear and raw look at what's inside and trying to move into that resistance, right? We so often want to resist our bodies naturally if we find something that's hard or challenging and we get resistful, we kind of tense. We create more tension within. So the intention behind this one was the breath, which always is ideally the focus in yoga, hopefully. In theory. <laughs> in theory. We're hopefully breathing. Um, but really just to find the space of the breath and how it can facilitate expansion into your heart space. And oftentimes when we're in a heart space or we're back bending, we're like, oh, and we don't breathe. And we're like, mm-hmm. where did the breath go? I don't know how to make it travel. So trying to compartmentalize the breath and how it can move through the spine um, and through the shoulders, areas that we all carry a lot of tightness, tension all day long. So we try to kind of work into those uncomfortable places to create a little bit more ease, a little bit more space to clear out some of the stuff that's no longer serving you to pull in maybe new positive intentions and good vibes uh, for the new year ahead. So yeah. When you get that like 
I spoke to it uh, when you're talking about sunglasses, that like uppity feeling, you know, when like all your energy is up mm-hmm. here and you're like, I gotta do something. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that's sometimes like off the mat, the time when like a little bit of like rage cleaning or you're like, yeah. I gotta clean yeah. my house. This this cupboard that I've been looking at, like for some reason in that moment, I'm like, I gotta organize this. It, oh, yeah. It's gonna feel better when it's in order. And you know, whether it is that impulse to like clean or mm-hmm. to move or to like, I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, that sense of like, I have mm-hmm. to get out of the house. I have to get something. Mm-hmm. Like for you, when you get that sense, is it always movement or are there other things that help you like you know, oh, yeah. downregulate a little bit. Oh yeah, that is definitely an impulse part of me. I um, it's funny. I actually went on this retreat back in February, and I felt so grounded and centered. I was in the jungle, and I was feeling all cool, calm, and collected when I came back for weeks on end. Right, the one with nature. One you with were nature. so cool when you came I was, back. Like, I was like suave. Okay. I was feeling like just so content, and like in this like effervescent like other world. I'm like, are we here? Am I back in the present? I don't know. I am here, floating somewhere in existence. But um, I actually was in that kind of state. And then I took another little trip kind of to Mexico. It was a little bit different in its approach because March, I always feel like March brings this like March madness approach. So like mentally for whatever reason in my past, even to now, it's just been some chaos. And so that retreat like was okay, but I came back a little bit weird. But I like literally didn't unpack my bag for like, three weeks you know like I kept it and I would just close the door you know just close my bedroom door and just be in there close my bedroom door and then finally it like hit me you know and you're like I'm in the living room I completely flip-flopped everything so I completely just took a day and was like even though my bedroom needs cleaned this space can't exist so I this is urgent (laughs) this is urgent so I like cleaned and literally switched everything in my living room I put the rug to a new place I moved the chair over here I cleaned out the whole space mopped incessantly swept (laughs) dusted right like we think spring cleaning dusted like you pull all the new things you shift furniture you're like oh my god what lives back here oh my god yeah that urge though to read it reminds mm -hmm. me of when you're like you know when you don't have any control in your life and your child yeah same thing when you're 11 or 12 and it's like your room is your oasis Mm -hmm. and you're and you're like, you know what? I'm going to move that inflatable chair over, over there. there. <laughs> and you know what I'm doing? I'm taking exactly. that picture down. I'm putting my little phone exactly. over here. Like, there's something so refreshing about you, like, sitting in your room. And you're like, huh, that's yeah. better. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. You're like, I feel better. So much but better. But you do uncover all the shit. Mm-hmm. That you're like, oh, I've never looked behind this. Exactly. And so that quite literally was, like, a moment of spring cleaning for mm-hmm. me. Like, the dusting, the sweeping, the mopping, the reorganizing, the rearranging, the need to feel like, okay, this no longer fits here. Let's get rid of it. And so that also, that momentum was like, okay, your room, like I got to get in there. So, and I'd been going through my closet. It's been a project, you know, since the beginning of the year, it's like the worst thing ever to try to go through clothes and be like, do I love you anymore? Can I let you go? I have so many piles being like, that's probably Goodwill. That's That's probably probably sell. sell. That's Mm -hmm. probably keep. It's hard. It's difficult. But that transpired naturally into being like, okay, let's kick it in gear. And so now my room is spotless. It's brand new. And I've got some bags that need to go to donation. And so that progress, one step of momentum carried me into really organizing, shifting everything. And it needed to happen like that day, that weekend. I spent a whole weekend, two days, done, finished. And so I feel so much more content. And now like clean slate. Fresh, fresh new uh, area to move on to, and yeah, it feels a whole lot better yeah. inside and out because clutter never feels good inside. No, and clutter is one of those things that just creeps up on you too. It does. Sometimes you're like, "This is fine here." Like you start the piles, mm-hmm. and you're like, "This, this fine," and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like it's a proper pile. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it fine? Is there a better place yeah. this could be? And I think that that 
shows up on the mat too as a student, but also as a teacher where you're like, maybe you've been teaching the same thing for mm-hmm. a while. And that's not a bad thing, but you just like, you you know, as a teacher, you can hear yourself saying the words and you're like, I why do I keep saying that? Mm-hmm. Good or bad, you're like, I can't hear myself mm-hmm. say this thing one more time. Yeah. I have to switch it up. Like right. I need a different input. I need something fresh. Mm-hmm. And there's this fine line between being like, okay, this thing works. It's great. I'm going to put it right here. I'm going to keep this little pile of this thing in my practice, my teaching, my life. But it's also time to like have a better sense of why everything is where it is. Like, did I put it there because I was too exhausted Mm -hmm. and I was so out of sorts that I just couldn't deal with it? Mm -hmm. Did I put it there because I thought like I had a plan and I forgot about it? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. am I saying this because I'm checked out of teaching or practicing? Like there's it is hard to go back and try to assess the clutter mentally or physically because it is so vulnerable to be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm doing this because I don't have brain space for something else because yeah. I'm exhausted because I'm yeah. not sleeping because I'm not addressing mm-hmm. my self-care, my whatever. Totally. Or you're like, I don't know, I'll probably put it there. It's been okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's fine. Like, maybe it's not that deep. Maybe it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. And it can be really hard to know the difference, I think. Yeah. It's like, it's fine until it's not. And one yes. day it'll be very clear. They're like, it's not fine anymore. We really need to take care of this or address whatever the underlying issue is. That's like you said, surfacing to result in this action that's happening. So, so yeah, um, that's, uh, that's kind of uh, my string cleaning madness that kind of happens. Uh, just clearing the dust, clearing the insides, but self inventory check-in process most important importantly, um, because that stems and kind of is the catalyst for everything else. And as far as action orientation goes from there. When you talk about like it's Aries season and for, you know, those of you who are your our astrology girlies <laughs> often think of it as like, you know, in an, I think a better category than like tech bros. Yeah. But I do, think, I often think that like astrology is kind of like stocks, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's a little bit imaginary mm-hmm. and a lot of it impactful. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about airy season and that shift and this like okay now it's kind of the new year's like time for action Mm -hmm. now that you're here in seattle and weather's a different impact and like there's this different sense of the seasons of a year Mm -hmm. do you find that your rituals and your habits actually change and reflect that like as the sun comes out more Mm -hmm. you feel like i could move a little more like you get out of that stagnancy or is it just kind of like you know month by month you're like we're just gonna see what shows up I think it's uh, it's still a month by month check in, mm-hmm. but I do feel that Seattle gives me the opportunity to really um, shift some things because the sun is a <laughs> a little bit more slim from where I'm from. Fleeting. <laughs> it's fleeting. It's here one day and then it's gone, or here in the moment and then it's gone the next. And so, quite literally, any time I can kind of gravitate towards the sun moment, I am a, speaking of astrology like mm-hmm. a double fire mixed with water. So it's like I'm a little bit converse- controversial. Sort of. I'm swirling in there. My water's trying to put my fire out all the time. And so, but I'm always craving that sunshine. So um, it quite literally means like any moment there is an opportunity to try to step outside, get some fresh air, yeah. even though the allergies start to stir up and you're like, oh, but you feel that, right? You feel the blooms. And I'm a flower child by nature. Yeah. And so Seattle is so beautiful. Like it has been so wonderful to be able to like walk the neighborhoods and see this vast array of foliage and you know, everything, the trees are blooming, the flowers are blooming everywhere out of concrete, right? Like there's things blooming out of everything here because we get sufficient rain. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the seeds really have time to plant and flourish. And so I do find that um, they do shift a little bit. I get outside a whole lot more differently. Like. 
I think back home in Oklahoma is where I'm originally based, for those of you that don't know. Um, it's very sunny there on a regular basis, and it stays, you know, pretty warm most of the time. We do get pretty dips in the cold, but it's super, super windy. Like, mm. especially... It's turbulent. It's quite literally turbulent. Yeah. Tornadoes come <laughs> through Oklahoma, and it's chaotic. Yeah. And so here, it's a lot more peaceful, actually, yeah. in its nature. Um, you can get outside and feel like... It's a little brisk wind, and yeah. it's nice, and you don't get, you know, hair's not flowing well, in your face. Yeah, so I think things shift a little bit in that way, and I actually feel a little bit more, you know, like inclined to just go, like, take a book to the park, and like, oh, wow, I think it's going to be sunny for an hour. I will go sit there for a moment, or maybe, like, I think yesterday, it was sunny for, like, a glimmer of a moment, and I had been going all day long, you know, that go, go, go. And I took 20 minutes on the timer. I put my feet up at 90 degrees on my new orientation in my living room and basked in that sun inside my apartment for like that, for that 20 minutes and just let it beam my face and was like, lovely. You know, and that quite literally can be enough for the moment to just center, reground, regroup, because then I had to go back and teach another class. Yeah. So I needed that little moment of kind of reprieve to kind of like, okay, let's just settle for a moment. So sometimes, yeah, I think it does shift a little bit here. Um, in the way of just like the beauty that I'm surrounded by, I take that, I don't take that for granted. I'm very open to appreciate every moment I can get to enjoy that. I have a, a sidewalk series on my gram sometimes <laughs> that I post in my story. So I'm always posting pictures Some of all the beautiful, beautiful flowers. Yeah, beautiful flowers and foliage. It's my thing. So. Yeah, I think that it's, I just relate a lot to the idea of now being a start to like, Mm -hmm. start fresh to like clear the clutter mm -hmm. get going as opposed to at least in seattle january and february are very gloomy mm -hmm. they are the toughest months mm -hmm. of the year i think to be here and so it really feels right to be like okay it's time mm -hmm. like the sun is out the planets are shifting the energy feels like we can make some moves now yeah. right yeah. it feels like there's so much pressure earlier in the year like you got to do a thing and it's like energetically like I'm just down here then mm -hmm. and this is when I feel like I am defrosting mm -hmm. and coming totally. back to life like the personality totally. is back she's gonna go outside we're yeah. gonna see people and do things and I find that to be a lovely motivation for the idea of spring cleaning that sometimes the urge is very anxious and mm -hmm. stressful and other times the urge is like the sense of potentiality and mm -hmm. possibility and you're like yeah, I want to open the windows and all of a sudden the sun's streaming in and oh shit, there is dust everywhere yeah. because now the sun has highlighted those things right. and it gives you the impetus to like get into it. And the same way when you practice and you're moving quick and you're building heat, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I could maybe like get into the crevices and find mm -hmm. some stuff in there because I've actually defrosted and warmed up to mm -hmm. the idea of it. Absolutely. So um, otherwise, I just feel like another good also like tactic that you can use around this time that I also employed is like I started a or I did a vision board towards the beginning of the year you know and so I like I brought it back to the surface since it's you know the technical new year and I pulled it back out because I had had it like you know put down with little glue and I started noticing you know like sometimes whenever you move it I don't have a place to put it my little pieces were falling off so I was like hmm okay so is that a sign that these pieces are falling off what does this mean or what does this mean is that, is that actually what it needs to go into this year or am I just like losing my mind you know like, <laughs> am I reading into this mm, reading or into is this a cosmic <laughs> yeah so is it a cosmic alignment He's talking to, to me this is, yeah what's going on um so I like pulled it back out though 
looked at it again and then added a couple more things that I actually had come to the surface and was like, oh, you know, this I think would be really nice. And then I laminated, not laminated, but like took some tape and really solidified it. So that it feels like now this is the new vision board. And I put it back up. I wrote some like affirmations and intentions on the back. So then by the end of the next year or maybe April of next year, maybe it's the new year, actual new year or the astrology new year, whatever one you want to kind of pick up on, um, you can kind of touch base and it gives you like a timeline to like tangibility to be like, I'm going to look back and reflect like how far did I come were these things that were relevant in my time or did I actually move into those things and you start to see even for me some of the things that are actually on my vision board now have even started to kind of surface of like the things and the choices I'm making or the how I'm speaking or where I'm going or what I'm gravitating towards um, an alignment that's actually pulling me one way versus what I think I should be doing which is like you know maybe I'm just kind of leaning in and surrendering more into that kind of way of unfolding and so being open to that has been really nice but also it's a really cool for me I love vision boards and anything that's crafty you know so like um that was another little thing that um has been really nice also for the new spring cleaning new vibe new year um intentional um setting process so do you have when you practice and I'm sure you have separate rituals when you teach but when you practice and you get on your mat Mm -hmm. Do you have anything that you have to do before your practice or like a setup, a process to it? Because you, I am jealous of your ability to like just move. And I've used your little challenge where you're like 15 minutes, set a mm-hmm. timer, you can't stop moving, mm-hmm. right? Because I am a person that's like, I kind of like, it's got to be the right time of day. Yeah. And I got to like be like, I have to like really convince myself to like, this is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Everything else is fine. Set it aside. This is what you're doing. But I feel like you're quite good at like, I'm going to practice now. Mm-hmm. Do you have any rituals or are you able to just It's go a for it? shift of senses. Mm-hmm. I quite literally think of it that way. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm feeling kind of crusty. <laughs> you know, let's like, be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. I'm feeling a little crusty, maybe like not only physically, mm-hmm. but maybe like mentally. I'm like in a crabby mood. You know, yeah. my cancerian energy is really just heightened up. And I'm like, like what's going on? In you your know? feelings. Even my feelings, you know, things are bogging me down. So like that's kind of the impetus to make me want to move. But more times than not, it's a shift of my smell. I will like, oh, I will light an incense. I will spritz, I make a new moon or a full moon spray. Like right now I have a full moon spray from I think two full moons ago. And I've put like Palo Santos, lavender, peppermint, a couple different oils in there. And I spritz myself. I like set the tone with that. And then maybe it's like, okay, now I can move. But it's always like a shift of something. I'll open a window. I'll light a candle. I'll light the incense. I'll dab myself with oils. And this is quite literally probably for practicing as well as teaching. Like I think you see me all the time before I go in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have Everything's happening. I got my things going on, right? I'll Palo Santo the space. I'll clear it out to try to like set a new vibe, especially since I live in a place, and many of you might, where everything exists in this one room beyond my bedroom. It's like my living room is my dining room, which is my kitchen, which is my, you know, everything in my workspace. It's all there. So to feel as if it feels different, to add a new complexity to it so it can be disassociated from all the things that I could be doing, cooking, cleaning, working, whatever, I like change my senses sniff some oils <laughs> quite literally Paulo santo the space then turn on the tunes to set the vibe you know it's all about setting the vibe and setting the tone for everything and then i allow myself to move and it quite literally might take the first move will be like a slide across the floor <laughs> and then i'm like i'm spinning and then i'm like 
okay, and then it's mobility sesh for a second. <laughs> That's then, what we're doing. And then it's I'm standing and I'm like grooving, you know, the next. And then I'm like in a warrior two. I mean, there's literally freedom within it. And then something may come out of it where it's more productive, where it feels like a purposeful, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, I'm feeling this way. I'd like to now roll my mat out and get going in one way or another. Or maybe it's just an evolution of the rest of the 15 minutes that I had in the moment. And I'm feeling like I worked up a sweat. My my energy has quite literally shifted now. I feel the heat's building. I'm feeling the energy leave. And then I feel a little bit calmer when I'm finished. So, yeah, it's absolutely – I absolutely have to, like, shift the scene. Senses, most importantly, probably always for me. I love – I think it's so interesting to ask people these questions because you just – it's really hard to get out of, obviously, your own narrative. You're like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, my brain, I have to turn on music. Like, if mm-hmm. I want to change it, like, if I turn on music at anything, if I get up at 4 in the morning, if I turn on music, I can mm-hmm. get out of bed. Like, it's, the like, the audible quality. Mm-hmm. And I've never even considered – smelling something yeah, like an essential matters one. never even considered yeah. I remember being in labor with Harvey in my time as a doula there's so much like I know that's mm-hmm. like smell can interrupt like the pain cycles the pain or it's so powerful and never do I choose <laughs> it that's wild I've never mm-hmm. even thought about that mm-hmm. I was um uh Jasmine who teaches on commune as well that you all know Jasmine and I were there is a restaurant down below the studio that's um delightful and has great wine and Jasmine (laughs) and I after filming some classes went and had uh dinner and some wine and we were talking about a very similar thing about the idea of like whether you're clairvoyant or clairaudient clairsentient like Mm -hmm. all these different ways of intuiting and Jasmine's talking to me about how she literally sees things. Mm-hmm. And she'll talk about that she sees God on the mat. She sees things or that she can hear. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, she doesn't see. She can hear. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. She hears God. She hears, like, instruction and conversation. Mm-hmm. And my brain was like, oh, I, like, can visualize and picture mm-hmm. things. And I had never even considered the idea that, like, there are ways that people are taking in information. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know it's all different, but right. it's so interesting to hear someone explain it. Right. We're so deep in the woo-woo on this podcast that like Patrick's <laughs> so glad he's not here right now. <laughs> but do you, along those lines, ever feel like you have some other sense that when you're practicing or when you're moving that you tap into that's either like visually or audibly or maybe it's like kinetic because you're such a slider glider mover i would say it's much more kinetic yeah 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 yeah. i mean the secondary one would be auditory for Mm -hmm. sure um over visual because sometimes i have a hard time closing my eyes and envisioning anything i'm like Mm -hmm. oh things are merging though it's what's kind of interesting about that is like i'm a heavy dreamer i mean my brain goes wild and when I'm sleeping like there's sometimes I'm like where am I I'm quite literally in an alternate dimension and many of my healers have been like you know you have premonitions do you know you should tap into that and I'm like I don't really know what that means you know? <laughs> I need more details <laughs> I mean, tell me a little bit more can you read into my soul and tell me a little <laughs> can you see it and can then tell me, me about it yeah. so it's like I feel like I visually see things sometimes yeah. and then like I can look at something and then do, and then look at something mm-hmm. and do, and look at something and do. But I love to, most most of the time, it's like, I need to be, if I'm like reading a book even, like I love the audible reading of it and fall following along. Like I like to actually oh, do both. interesting. Like there's sometimes if I'm listening to just a book, it will just be streaming in the background and maybe I'm latched onto something. But like for that, like I have to be like doing cardio, like writing an elliptical while reading, or I'm reading the book while listening to the book. Mm-hmm. I have to have like a duality, the multi. the multi kind of faceted approach. So it's definitely not really one or the other. Yeah. And I don't really hear, I guess, things. So no, I'm gravitating now that I'm answering this. I don't really hear things. I'm much more, but I can't also close my eyes and vision things. I'm like, I see this. I'm going to create this. It's like, I have to do this. I'm going to like work through this yeah. thing I thought I saw. And then I'm like, oh, this intuitively feels great. And now I'm yeah. doing this. And then it kind of transpires from there. 
uh, I think, in my own way of how. It's wild, though. I mean, as a teacher, you see people practice in all sorts of different ways, mm-hmm. too. Like, you notice, like, for me, I don't – I close my eyes most of the practice. Like, mm-hmm. you're saying it's hard for you to close your eyes and vision. Mm-hmm. Like, I have my – if you watch me practice, when I take a teacher's class, I'm always like, look, you don't have to worry about me, like, judging you or paying any attention. Mm-hmm. I am closing my eyes and, like, mm-hmm. just trying to listen because then I'm picturing it in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't – I feel like visually and audibly it's too much information. Mm-hmm. And audiobooks, which I love and listen to constantly – I could listen to and literally be watching it as if it was a movie in my head the entire time I'm listening. Like, I don't want to read at the same time. I don't even want to see the words. I literally am just listening. Like, right now I'm listening to this book that truly TikTok fooled me. I thought, I like, I love fantasy and sci-fi and, like, Game of Thrones and Harry Potter and all that. Like, I love a YA dystopian Mm -hmm. novel. I thought I was getting, like, a kind of dystopian sci-fi fantasy book. And I, it's um, A Court of Thorns and Roses. It's like spicy fantasy that I was not prepared for. But in those moments, it's like fairies and all this wild stuff. I could listen to it and just picture these like beautiful gardens and castles and fairies. And it almost feels insane that that can go on in your head Mm -hmm. as you're doing things Mm -hmm. that the picture can go on. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel – it feels confusing. Mm -hmm. But also I notice it as a teacher when I visualize my classes, when I think about my sequencing, Mm -hmm. when I'm on the mat. It's like I'm listening and then I'm picturing it in my head the entire Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. That's like a very – I don't know. It's one of those skill sets that I think as a creative person, it's important to hone into like whatever it is, even if you're like, oh no, a mix of everything. Because mm-hmm. I do think it can give you some nudges of like, okay, how am I going to get on my mat and do this thing? Right. It's expressive thing. Or how am I going to plan this class? What's it going to take to figure out how your creative brain works? Because mm-hmm. we all have a way, whether you're like going to go into the like healing nature or like the communication nature of it. But there's something that you can tap mm-hmm. into that can, like, help you get on your mat and create totally. the ritual or help you get through class or do whatever it is that you do creatively. Yeah. I'm 100%. Just dive in. Like, mm-hmm. let's just get into it. I'm going to try to move within it and just try to create it. Like, even if it's a project, like, or, like, my living room, right? If we're coming back to that example, I had to move things 10 times to feel like, okay, that's the thing. Like, I couldn't – I tried to sit here and, like, look and be like, that could go there, that could go there. I'm like, no, no, let's just move it. Let's just move it. And I'm like, no, that completely didn't work. Like, <laughs> that's push- to the corner. No, I'm going to move it around. I can move it again. And so like when I'm in a class too, like you said, like I can totally close my eyes and I can just listen and be guided and I could be doing the thing completely wrong. I'm not quite sure. I think I'm doing it because I thought I heard you say that thing and I can very much tune into that type of connection when I'm in that type of immersive environment. Now it's when I'm the creative, I have to be like in it. I have to be in it to win it, to work within it and like Mm -hmm. to try to parse out and be you know, compartmentalize all the different pieces. Because even when you sequence a class, you move through it, don't you? Mm -hmm. Kind of. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Like I have a, there's sometimes, you know, we have certain sequences and um, poses that we gravitate towards naturally. Mm -hmm. Like for me, you might know like dancing half moon is like my thing. I love that. Or a skandasana, wild thing. Always gravitate towards those postures and Mm -hmm. I don't know why. So there's moments where I'm feeling like, okay, I have like a focus and I'm like, I think I'm just going to go within this. We'll just see what kind of happens. And I think my intuition, I trust it so much, so much times that I'm like, I don't need to plan. Sometimes if I plan too much, I always shift it. I always, I'm like never going to plan. I'm like, I'm going off this way. And that's just (laughs) where we're going. And that's just how life is. So I just kind of trust that little intuitive nudge that says like, oh no, we need that now. Oh no, we need to do that now. And let's just try this. And oftentimes, you know, I'll come out and be like, oh yeah, that was wonderful. And sometimes I'm like, well, maybe, maybe it was okay. We'll see, we'll see how it landed, you know, because like everyone also, you know, experiences those um, moments differently than how I'm teaching them maybe. So um, it's always a unique experience when you're in the driver's seat and what comes up. 
and sometimes it can be really planned. Oftentimes, I'm taking road trips. I'm taking road detours left. <laughs> the scenic route. That's what my mom used to yeah. call it when she'd get lost. She's like, we're taking the scenic route. Yeah, I'm just, just like take a little... 30 minutes out of the way. <laughs> yeah, we might U-turn a couple times, yeah. and we're going to get back. We'll get back on the right track. <laughs> so... I think a lot of the classes this month, it's why, um, especially moving from a very structured month like mobility mm -hmm. was, and something that while we were hybridizing it and like, you know, through everyone's different lens and different expertise, right. this month I think exists so much more in the like yoga, asana realm. Mm -hmm. But also what I love is it is an exploration. Like there is no direct route and like right. th there is not a goal. We're not literally trying to like excavate everything. The intention of this type of focus is not, um, and I think this is dicey in the yoga world, the, the word cleaning and cleansing, because mm -hmm. especially like deep dive yoga, yoga, and in the more modern Western like wellness world, there's a lot that comes along with that. There's mm -hmm. a lot of um, baggage and problematic lingo, let's right. say. So I think we want to be mindful that it's this exploration. Like you said, it's a detour. Totally. It's a wandering through the woods, through mm -hmm. the fairyland. Like mm -hmm. it's not about excavating and wiping down and Clorox bleaching every corner of yourself until mm -hmm. you feel like a fresh, shiny new person. Mm -hmm. The idea is to like move the furniture and see what's back there because you haven't looked in a while, right? right? Or to Absolutely. like, you know, go for that walk and find those beautiful flowers and really appreciate the new bloom, all the work that's taken to get them there. Mm -hmm. But without being like, I got to pluck them all. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's a, a fine line. And that's why I thought this theme would be one of those ones that it's like, everyone's going to have a different experience. Mm -hmm. You all are going to take all these classes and some of you are going to, I feel like, be in this deeper inner work of it. Mm -hmm. And other ones you guys are going to be like, give me some twists. Yeah. Let me ring it out. Ring it out right. That is okay. That's yeah. kind of the idea is that it is a guided adventure. We're going to give you this little treasure map, but you know, there's many other hidden things along the way that we hope you'll discover in this totally. month of classes. Totally. I think that... Where we've been going, you kind of get to going and you're on a path for a while and then we kind of start to just go through the motions, you know. So often we're just kind of going, we're going. So I think this month it's like that rechecking, that like self-inventory to be really present part of your exploration. Like you have, we have the guidance to give you and you, I want you to really like inquire, like maybe close the eyes and get a little bit wiggly with it, you know, like wiggle within your body to find like what feels best to you. What hasn't maybe seen the light in a while that you need to kind of explore. Try a posture a little bit differently. Maybe you working it the same way every time what would it feel like to turn the toes just one little inch to the right or to the left you know like just kind of taking that ownership to explore I think there's going to be a lot to be found um, that's kind of been hiding in the dirt you know that you can help flourish help uncovering get, help see the light you yes know? yeah yeah so. I love that all right y'all well I am really excited we're both really excited for you yeah. all to be working through these classes you know, the best piece of advice that I can give you, especially throughout these months, is to just take every practice and every time you step on the mat as an exploration into something that you maybe wouldn't have chosen. Because there's magic in that. You're like, okay, we're going to see what Shelby has to offer yeah. today. Yeah. And that's really the inquiry, the deep dive of the practice, totally. seeing what shows up, especially when it don't come out of your own brain. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah. that is, I think, this, this magical part about showing up every day on your mat. It's always going to be different. And um, as you move through this month, this might be a really good month, I would say, to do a little bit of note taking, a little bit of journaling, totally. a little like of all the months, I would think that this is a good time to just, you know, in a reflection or a little meditation at the end of your practice to just jot down some shit that came up 
good, bad, minuscule. Like it doesn't always have to be a full excavation of mm-hmm. like some childhood Aries trauma. Right. It yeah. might just be like, man, things were sticky in my hip today. Mm-hmm. What I do yesterday, right? And that just starts the the thought process and that that really like just air of attention. That is what the practice is all about, right? So. That is our big hope for you this month. That's your mini homework is do some journaling. Absolutely. Journal, journal, journal. Write it out. Get it out. Some way, somehow. Yeah. That's important. I love it. Out of your body, out of your head. It's going to be a big month and we can't wait to continue to share our time with you on the mat. We'll chat to you again very soon. Peace out. See ya.